The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, welcome to Round Ball Stew. I am Matt Straup. It is Monday, January 24th. Today, as we always do on Monday, we've got some takeaways from the weekend as we look ahead into week 15 of this NBA season, we'll have some fresh waiver wire pickups for you and much more coming up on this episode as I'm joined, as always, on Mondays, Steve Alexander, Mr. Monday. Steve, quite a quite a weekend of professional football. Did you watch any of these games? I mean, this is truly, please tell me you watched. Mr. Monday. Mr. Monday. You, you know what I did? I watched all, all the football games, which... yeah. I, I tweeted about it. Like, I, I I was sort of done with the NFL. The Colts and Falcons are trash. And I didn't really care that much going in. But my boys were in Vegas betting on the games. And I was playing some FanDuel, some football FanDuel. So I, I got in. And it, what an incredible weekend of football. I mean, that Bills game may have been the greatest football game I've ever sat and watched. And then you had the whole weekend together. Everyone was a buzzer beater. Like, what a weekend of football. So good. So good. Yeah, that that Bills game, I will tell you, it was quite a DFS roller coaster for me because I had Gabriel Davis in a in a couple of lineups and but but then, I mean, I I can only imagine how many DFS fates swung just so dramatically in those final 2 minutes of that game. You know what I mean? You go from out of it to up to down. That that's what happened to me and it was it was wild stuff, but great times. Yeah, it was it was pretty wild. Speaking of Mr. Monday, Matt yeah. We'll just get this out of the way right now. Okay. Washington Wizards, the Oklahoma City Thunder, and the Houston Rockets are your three two-game teams for the upcoming okay. week. So if you want to cut Darius Baisley or Lou Dort or Jay Shantae or Alperin Shengun or Denny Avdija, who you should have cut already, I'm done with that, dude. Right. But, uh, yeah, those are the guys, if you're looking to pick up games this week, those are some of the guys that you're going to be looking at. Moving on from, I, I actually dropped Shengun at 4 o'clock this morning, and my hope is that I can pick him back up, you know, next weekend. Mr. Monday just dropping a, a major buzzkill on us there with those three two-game weeks right off the bat. Well, that's why they call me Mr. Monday. <laughs> Let's start, Steve. We're going to get in some injury news and what that means for our fantasy teams. We also, as I said, have a handful of waiver wire pickups to talk about. But got to start with a very notable explosive performance from Jason Tatum, who had 50 points, 10 rebounds, 7... Was it 50 or 51? Anyways, 10 rebounds. Was it 51? I think so. Okay. 10 rebounds, 7 assists, and 9 three-pointers. And I bring this up because Tatum has kind of been a notable first-round fantasy disappointment. Now, though, with a game like that, and and by the way, this is a guy who is on the heels of recently missing a career-high 20 straight three-pointers, and then he does this. Looks like he could be ready to launch his season into high gear, Steve. He's now inside the top 25 of nine category leagues, despite the field goal percentage still being right around 42 on the year. Would you bet against Tatum being a first-round top 10-ish guy the rest of the way? No, I think that's what... He's he, that's what he's supposed to do. It is what he's supposed to. Yeah, I mean, it's what we expected him to do. This is what he's supposed to do. 
He scored 50 a bunch of times this season, right? He has. This year or at least twice in his career for sure for sure. I can't I can't remember whether he's done it this year or not. Oh, yeah, I don't know either, but all I know is he outscored Bradley Beal by 32 points by himself in that game and that is doing something right there, Matt. 32 points. I mean, man, he 51 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists in 32 minutes. That is a productive evening. Yeah, and I think he's good to go the rest of the way. All right. Meanwhile, I have a Damian Lillard update. This is according to Sean Hyken of Bleacher Report. Lillard spoke to the media after his surgery, I think for the first time, basically said he hasn't ruled out returning this year, but it depends on where the team is at. And it sounds like, according to this report from Bleacher Report, from Sean Hyken of Bleacher Report, that Lillard is open to shutting it down if the team is planning to play for a draft pick. Now, that all sounds a little worrisome, Steve, but then you look at the Blazers, they're hanging around at 20 and 26, so I guess there's a chance? You're telling me there's a chance? Where, where are you Where are you on this one? I think he's done. He ain't coming back this year. Well, so, okay, so, so let's say that's your, I guess I think the door is slightly ajar. So what do you do? Let's say you have Lillard, right? You've just seen this report. Is, is there action to take in a fantasy league? Do you think, do you try to trade away Lillard and if so what are you trying to get you know let's say your team is is you know struggling you're trying to get into your fantasy playoffs and what would you do what would you maybe try to float Lillard and see if someone at the top of your standings will give you like a mid-round player what what would what would the return be that you're trying to get that's a good question because I've got Zion Williamson you know on an injured reserve spot I've got Paul George there and I look at those guys every week and I'm like, man, should I, should I just drop Zion? Like, why am I wasting my time? I've got other guys that need to be in that injured spot. And it's funny you mentioned trading because I don't even, it didn't even cross my mind that maybe somebody would give me something for one of these guys, especially Paul George. I mean, I could probably trade Paul George and get right. something for him. And same goes for Damian Lillard. You're right. You could float it out there. You're not going to get much. You know, you're going to get pennies on the dollar, but you might be able to get right. Ayu, the Sumu. I mean, I don't know. I would take almost anything you can get at this point. Because like you said, the Blazers are 20 and 26. They're 10th right now. It's going to be hard for them to drop much further than that because they got the Pelicans behind them. But they also have the Kings back there. And the Kings seem like they kind of want to win a little bit. But I, mean, I don't know. I, I just can't see Lillard being like, oh, yeah, we, get, we, get, we got a chance at a play-in for an, for an eight. Yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. Yeah, I think with all of that said, like as we're talking about what you could get and thinking about what you could get, I think if the best I can get is like something in the mid rounds, like 70, 80, top 80 guy or something like that. Now, I don't know. I haven't tried this. I haven't thought about this that much, but I think I would just hold on to Lillard on the super, super long shot that he does come back rather than trade him for a guy who might help your team a tiny bit and potentially give away a guy who... There's at least a chance, a sliver of a chance comes back and is a fantasy first rounder. You know whatever you're getting back is not that. So I think I would, whatever the percent chance is low of Lillard coming back, I think I'd rather just bet on that long shot than trade him away for for something way, way, way less than what he's worth in fantasy. That's where I've landed in, in about the last three minutes. Okay. And are you on the same, are you in the same place with Zion and Paul George too? Paul George feels like a slightly different conversation than Zion to me, honestly. Because, like, are we really going to see... I, I would be most doubtful about whether we're going to see Zion this year, of all those guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. but, si- yeah, similar to Paul George, I think. I just don't... 
Yeah, I don't know. Best case, worst case scenario, when you weigh those out, I think I'd rather just hope for the best case scenario and hope that I get that guy back, even for a few weeks. Why would the Pelicans why would the Pelicans play Zion this year? I don't know. I why? I don't know. We're not expecting There's it, right? There's no reason. There's no reason. So why am I still holding them? I don't know. All right. Why don't you think about that for a little while right. while we move on to the next topic? DeAndre Ayton is doubtful for Monday, and that news okay. came out Sunday. So that makes you think that he is probably not quite super close yet. And that means, Steve, you're busy, B. Bismack Biombo on Saturday went for 21 points, 13 rebounds, five assists with a steal and two blocks. Biombo is truly what a wild card on any given night. I mean, how how do you possibly know? Who is that player we were talking about a week or two ago? It's like, oh, it was Maxi Kleber. Like, I've never had a good Maxi Kleber game in a fantasy lineup. I feel the same way about Biombo after seeing that game on Saturday night. Well, I'll tell you who has experienced a good Busy B game is Ryan Knaus because <laughs> we are playing him head-to-head in the draft show league. The, literally the only thing I care about in my life right now is trying to win that league. <laughs> I've been in first all year. I bet I've got Jared is like nipping at my heels. Dan, I can't think of his last name. Bezbris? No. Anyway, there's there's uh, Dalton. Dalton Del Don nipping at my heels. He's three games back. And then I'm playing Ryan this week, and I, lo- I lose Miles Turner, which was the key to my blocks and rebounds on that team. And Ryan, I was like, dude, stop picking up guys against me. You're in like eighth or ninth place. You're really – you're killing me here. I'm trying to get some collusion going. <laughs> And he picks up Biombo and throws him out there on Saturday. And after that, that just relentless beatdown I got from Bismack, the next day he's like, hey, just to let you know, I picked up Kevon, Kevon Looney to seal my rebound lead. I was like, I hate you so much right now. Yeah, you never should have said that to Ryan. That probably was lit the fire for him. Yeah. And by the way, as your co-manager this season in, of that team, the number of times I've gotten a Yahoo alert that Miles Turner has four blocks <laughs> this season, I'm like, oh man, Miles Turner is really getting it done for Steve. <laughs> really, really going to miss him. But I, I picked up Nerlens Noel, and we'll see. All right, we'll see. Okay. Where are we at? Where are we at? We're we're going to other injury news now. Gordon Hayward missed Sunday's game due to right foot discomfort. This is probably nothing, right, Steve? But like filing away our lesson from Lonzo Ball last week when knee soreness turned to knee surgery in seemingly the blink of an eye, I think if you're a paranoid or opportunistic fantasy manager, I think you pick up Cody Martin just in case while we see if Hayward makes it back from this. Because a guy with his injury history, I just think, okay, yes, our blurb says it's probably nothing. It doesn't sound like a big deal, but these things can turn into a big deal quickly. So... To me, if the league is deep enough, I'm picking up Cody Martin preemptively. You are very uncharacteristically pessimistic today, Matthew. Usually you're the guy like, oh, he's fine. Obviously Lillard's back from his abdominal strain. Everything's good. Who's the real Mr. Monday? I think I might be the real you Mr. Might be Monday. might Mr. Monday. But yeah, I was, I was saddened to not see Hayward in the lineup against the Hawks yesterday because I think he was going to go crazy. What kind of Hawks fan are you? It is a little. Uh, he was. I, w- I was getting ready to roll him in DFS. It makes me a little nervous, but I'm not. I'm not in panic mode. I'm not. I'm not picking up Cody Martin just yet. But it is. I mean, you never know, man. Okay. Like we we know how this goes. Speaking of Cody Martin, there, I think there is a a chance at least that we could, in theory, see Kelly Oubre get suspended for the flagrant two that he threw on DeAndre Hunter in Sunday's game. A pretty scary play where Hunter hit the floor really hard. Uh, not dissimilar 
to the play that got Grayson Allen suspended for a flagrant two on Alex Caruso. And Steve, that is my segue to some more injury news because Caruso on that play broke his wrist out six to eight weeks. So that leaves a long runway for Kobe White and the aforementioned Ayo Desunmu, though Desunmu has cooled off just a tiny bit after that really hot stretch. I'm still optimistic on him though because i think he played 40 plus minutes on sunday the opportunity is still going to be there yeah he's cooled off a lot actually i mean there's no way he could have kept that three game streak going that he had going yeah but i don't care i i think i think kobe white and io are both going to ball out the rest of the way and matt we had an incident on twitter the other day where the news came out that caruso was had broken his wrist he's going to miss a bunch of time and i retweeted that and I said high five if you have Io on your team. And a guy came back at me. He's like, oh, you're celebrating guys getting hurt now. And I was like, no, I never, ever in fantasy especially wish that my opponent's player gets hurt right. or that something bad happens to him. I love Alex Caruso. It's not cel- the injury was done. It had no, I had no bearing on whether or not he got hurt or not. I was just, you know, if Lonzo Ball and – Caruso are both going to check out for six weeks. I'm pretty happy that I've got Io, but I'm not celebrating an injury by any means. But yeah, I think Kobe, Kobe White, and Io both are as must must roster still as they as they come. Meanwhile, another just quick note on the Bulls. According to Casey Johnson of NBC Sports Chicago, the Bulls are optimistic that Zach Levine will be back middle to late this week. So good news there for the Bulls. And I still think, given the injuries, I mean. I think even Levine's return, Steve, There's there should be plenty of room for the guys we just talked about. I, I think so, too, because you take Lonzo out of there, and that's a huge part of the equation. Then you take Caruso out of there, and it leaves it leaves Zach. And Zach Zach's just going to be scoring. And, you know, Kobe scores where Io does everything. Like, he doesn't need the ball in his hands to be effective fantasy-wise. So there's plenty of plenty of room for all three of them to coexist. A few more injury situations we're watching before we get to some waiver wire pickups coming out of the weekend. Anthony Edwards limped to the locker room at the end of Sunday night's game. I don't think we've had a real concrete update, uh, Steve, since then. But I think we're keeping an eye on Jalen Noel, for one thing, who's only 3% rostered. So if we get news that Edwards has to miss miss time, that's one place for people to turn. Your thoughts? Yeah, I didn't like the tweet that went out about about that last night because I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And then, of course, football happened. So now my Twitter is just filled up with football, and I'll never find that tweet again. But, oh, there, I might have found it. Man, it's from Chris Milholan, who I believe covers the, the team. He's like, man, I really hope Anthony Edwards is okay. He needed help getting back to the locker room, not putting any weight on his leg. And I just, anytime they're not putting weight on their leg, I don't like that. So Minnesota is not usually the best about giving us updates of, on the health of their players. So. This could be a murky situation for a couple of days. All right. Well, fingers crossed there, obviously, that he's fine. But I guess preemptively, I think I'd pick up Noel over Beasley in Minnesota, Steve, if you're looking for some sort of injury insurance. I just think he's a slightly more intriguing fantasy guy than Beasley, who's really just points and threes. Do you agree with that? Yes. And I think I would I would pick up Noel before I would pick up Cody Martin. Cody Martin. Yeah, you weren't really feeling that Cody Martin thing from the get-go. Let's be honest. Well, I mean... I, I, there's a difference between Hayward's a late scratch with a sore knee and sore foot, this yeah. dude can't even walk off the this dude can't even walk off the yeah. court. Yeah. 
Well, Mitchell Robinson injured his ankle on Sunday, and Nerlens Noel put up 8.7 rebounds, three steals, one block in his 26 minutes. Noel's 39% rostered. Mitchell Robinson, by the way, questionable for Monday. Steve, I'm a little bit lukewarm on Noel at best. Uh, The steals and blocks have been nice this year when he's played, but the lack of offense has become borderline comical from him. 3.7 points per game on the season. I just... I can't do it. It's like it's a similar story to Matisse Thibault. Like I understand why someone has him rostered, but it's just a steals and blocks specialist. I, I just I think I'm out. Well, it depends on what you need. I, I mean, I lost I lost Miles Turner. Yeah, there's no so big man left on the waiver wire in these leagues. So I, this, I picked up Bismack Biombo and Nerlens Noel. Like they were the two best ones out there. I also got Nasir Little. I, I felt like I was at, in the candy store. As an eight-year-old kid, my parents had given me like $25 to blow on candy. And the only thing they had in the entire store was like candy corn. Uh, and I, I, I just couldn't spend my money where I wanted to. And it was, it, it stunk. I've never liked. The wire wires are getting bare, man. Yeah. It, it, it hasn't looked this bleak for a while. I'm, I'm, and I'm not a candy corn guy at all. No, I'm not either. I mean, I you know, everyone has their own preferences, but that, that's just never made sense to me. Yeah, like, it, it, I, like even if you try after like twenty years, like I wonder why I hated this so much, and then you try it again, it's like, oh yeah, that's why it's terrible, it's horrendous. Yeah, it's just over. It's an overpowering flavor or something. It's just something about it is just not right. The Pacers are not right, also, Steve. How's that for a segue? They announced on Saturday that Malcolm Brogdon is being shut down for the next ten days, and Demonte Sabonis expected to be out at least Monday. So. We already know Chris Duarte is trending up. I mean, the, we're going to talk about Goga Batadze in a minute when we talk waiver wire pickups. We kind of already knew this, and I guess the Brogdon news is the big piece of information there, as his outlook for the second half is pretty bleak, I got to say. It's always bleak because he's always hurt. This is nothing new with Brogdon. Man, he was good early in the season when he was playing. He was, he was great, actually. But yeah, this is just Chris Duarte time all day, every day, the rest of the way. All right, we have... Some waiver wire pickups to talk about in just a second. First, we're going to take a very quick break. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. 
The NFL playoffs are here, and NBC Sports Edge Plus is giving you a special offer. Get 15% off an Edge Plus annual subscription throughout the playoffs when you use promo code PLAYOFF15. Get every tool for every game at one low price. It's easier than ever to play and wager with confidence when you have NBC Sports Edge Plus. Download the NBC Sports Predictor app powered by PointsBet and enter Wednesday's free NBA Pick and Roll Contest for a chance to win $50,000. This week, we're highlighting matchups between the Kings and Hawks, Raptors and Bulls, and Mavericks and Blazers. So if you don't have the Predictor app yet, Download it now. Here's a prediction for you. Hawks steamroll the Kings on Wednesday, Steve. The Hawks are back. Four wins in a row. Four in a row. Bucks, Heat, and Hornets in that stretch. This team's not joking around anymore. Well, and I got a little surprise for you, man. What's that? Mr. Bob Rathman, TV voice of the Hawks, will be on with Roth and I and maybe you on Thursday, new time that day. We're going at 2 o'clock because... Okay. Bob Rathman will be at Hawks practice until one. Got it. He is a true insider. We reschedule for Bob. It's a short list of people we will reschedule for, but the voice of the Hawks is one. Absolutely. Especially when they're rolling, especially when they're four four straight wins and they were all good ones. So I guess in my mind, like you had the ask out to Bob Rathman all season and finally he just waited for the team to flip the switch. He's like, all right, I'm coming now. I'm ready now. Now now it's okay. Okay, waiver wire pickups. I mentioned Goga Batadze. He's 38% rostered, 16 points, 11 rebounds on Saturday with a block in 35 minutes. We know Sabonis is at least out one more game. We don't exactly know what will happen when Sabonis is back. I I guess I'm a little bit skeptical. Will Batadze still be playing 30 plus minutes when Sabonis is back? But I think we have to add him slash keep rostering him while we find out. Yeah, you're right. And the Pacers play four times this week, four times next week. We still don't know when Sabonis is going to be back. You know, he could miss he can miss another week or 10 days with that injury. So it's sort of like with Biombo and, and DeAndre Ayton. You, you pick them up, throw them in there, and Nerlens Noel and Mitchell Robinson, same thing. Those three guys. Pick them up, and then as soon as the starter comes back and, and ruins – the other player, then you move on. But I kind of think but Todd's is going to stick for the rest of the season. Just the, the way the Pacers have talked about blowing it up all year and just how what a mess they are. I, I could see Batadza being worth hanging on to the rest of the season. Biombo, by the way, rostered in 29% of Yahoo leagues. And when we talked on Friday about waiver wire picks with, pickups with Jonas, I think someone toward the end of the show asked about DeAnthony Melton. And I was a little bit down on him when we talked on Friday, but he had a big weekend, 21 and 12 points in back-to-back games. He is playing more with Memphis shorthanded right now and is 37% rostered. So worth a look if he got dropped in people's leagues. I think when Memphis is at full strength, they don't want to play Melton big minutes, but right now he's got that short-term path to that at least. Yeah, I mean, I got, I don't trust Memphis to give him the minutes he deserves every night, but the last two, you know, I'm a I'm a what have you done for me lately kind of guy, Matt. And yes, Melton over those last two has been great. So let's let's jump on that bandwagon while it's still rolling along. The only problem is Memphis goes three games this week, three games next week, three games the week after that, and then we're in the All Star break. But that's okay as long as there's no two gamers two gamers in there, uh, we can live with that. We also talked about Luke Kennard on Friday, and on Sunday, he had 14 points, five rebounds, three assists with a steal and four three-pointers in, I believe, 28 minutes. Amir Coffey notably had a really quiet game in that same game. Now, I'm not saying we're dropping Coffey yet, but I think that, at the very least, Kennard needs to be on our radars because 14, five, and three with four three-pointers is kind of what he does, Steve. 
Yeah, and the Amir Coffee game was was weird. Coffee, coffee talk. Coffee talk. I believe his Twitter handle might be Coffee Shop. I wish his Twitter handle was Coffee Talk. That would be awesome. But he only played 18 minutes and scored two points. Like I don't understand what happened there. And I think that that played a part in Canard getting 28 minutes and playing so well. So that is a fluid situation you want to keep an eye on. I, again, I'm with you. I'm not ready to just dump coffee after one bad game. It happens again in the next one, I, I might be ready to move on. But Canard's worth a pickup probably. 19% rostered for Canard. And have we mentioned how many games the Clippers have this week yet, Steve? Four this week, and then they go three over the next three in a row. Okay. Nasir Little, who you brought up earlier, is still rostered or only rostered in 16% of Yahoo leagues. There's some inconsistency there, Steve, but just looking at his last 11 games, you're looking at 12.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 0.4 steals, 0.8 blocks, and 1.93s. You talked about that Miles Turner situation where you lost all those blocks from your draft show team. I think that's a really easy way for fantasy managers to make up some blocks is adding Nasir Little at least one block in six of his last seven games. Yeah, and I'll tell you, he went down with a knee injury the other night and you know that scared me to that really scared me i was like oh man i'm getting him out of here because he was he was inconsistent to begin with and then you add in an injury and i was like i can't do this when i'm trying to win a championship so i shuttled him out of there got some other guys in but then like the next game nasir little was back appeared to be good as new and then on sunday night he went he went off right he had like a pretty pretty big line so yeah, I'm I'm all back in on this year little as long as he's healthy. Portland goes four times this week and four times next week. So to me, that is a that is a no-brainer pickup right there. Yeah, on Sunday, 19.7 rebounds, three assists, a steal, a block, two threes, eight of eleven shooting in 39 minutes for Nasir Little. And they play again on Tuesday and Wednesday. So intriguing. You know what they call you know what they you know what they call Mr. Mr. Little? They call him Mr. Sunday. Do they? Is that a thing? Yeah, in Portland, that's what they call it. Oh, I see. I see. He balls out on Sundays, or at least some Sundays. Kyle Lowry is still out for the Heat, so I would say perhaps we are eyeing Gabe Vincent, who is 13% rostered for how many games this week, Steve, for Miami? Three, and then four next week. Okay, and I'm double-checking Lowry. So we know that he was out due to personal reasons on Sunday. We haven't gotten an update beyond that, so this is one to monitor, but... Gabe Vincent over the weekend, 12.5 points, 7.5 assists, 2.5 threes in two games. So a ready-made, pretty solid fantasy point guard anytime Lowry is out. Yep, yep. The Lowry updates have been few and far between. I mean, I keep thinking he's coming back any second now, but now I don't know. Um, oh, by the way, when I was telling that story about Ryan Canals just destroying my my weekend, Yeah. at the same time, I had one pickup left for Sunday, right? So I'm like, I got, I'm going to, I got moves. You know, you're going to pick up Kevon Looney and block me in rebounds. I'm going to pick up Gabe Vincent, get you in steals and threes and blah, blah, blah. Well, rookie, rookie mistake, Matt. I didn't really study my roster before I made the move. And I only had a spot open for a power forward or a center. And I grabbed a point guard. Oh no. So I wasted my last pickup and couldn't even play him. I actually did play him. I played him in bench Tyrese Maxey, which it was a wash, but yeah, uh, make sure you check your roster availability before you pick guys up. I, I, Ryan just had me seen red, man. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll go make. I got moves. R- Ryan's yeah. Ryan definitely was in your head there, <laughs> for sure. 
Last name on my list is a guy I know you're not enthusiastic about, but I'm going to try to make the case for him as it may be. Kessler Edwards on Sunday, 15 points, five rebounds, three three-pointers in 29 minutes. He had only scored five points in each of his previous two games. So I get it. I get the hesitation. But in those two games, he had a total of six steals. So, you know, the minutes are there. He's got a relatively intriguing skill set, and he's just 7% rostered, Steve. I mean, I think it's a lower and lower upside pickup, but I'm still kind of intrigued by Kessler Edwards. I think he's very intriguing because, you know, the reason we were intrigued with him before is because he was having some decent games. And then I think once everybody went and picked him up, it was like five points, two points, five points, just garbage. And then we all let him go again and he has a big game the next time out. So I get it. And I'm, I'd rather have him, I'd rather have Kessler than Denny Abdija, who I'm officially done with for the year. Brooklyn plays three times this week, four times next week. So not ideal, but could be worse. If you're in a deeper league, you know, Kessler may be the best player on your waiver wire. It's it's getting thin out there, as I said. Yeah, rough rough times out there. With that in mind, Steve, that's the end of my list. Were there any names that you are on your radar that we did not mention waiver wire-wise? I'm really excited about what DeAndre Hunter's doing. He shouldn't be available in most leagues, but... If you were able to pick him up before, right before he came back, I think that's been that's been pretty fun. Anybody else I've got? Uh, Kelly Olenek, as soon as we were all ready to, to go all in, COVID protocols snuck up and got him. So hopefully that is a quick stay there. Be interesting to see what happens when all these Houston Rockets get dropped. And and even though I've dropped Shengun, I still plan on rolling with him down the stretch because I at some point I think Houston's going to pull the plug and just let him play but I thought that was coming all year so we'll see yeah I've been trying to hang on to him I just try to pretend like he's not on my roster in the leagues where I have him and just like that Ben it's almost like an IR spot at this point that lineup spot as for Hunter yeah he looked great again on Sunday he had 20 points three steals a block and a three-pointer in 34 minutes as I said got flagrantly fouled by Kelly Oubre hit the floor extremely hard he was able to stay in briefly after that, then left. It sounds like he's going to be fine, but that's just one to monitor. And luckily, the Hawks don't play again until Wednesday. You know, the difference between those two hits with Grayson, Grayson Allen and Caruso is Grayson Allen didn't even like look at Caruso as he was laying on the ground. He didn't check on him. He still hasn't called him to say, mm-hmm. dude, I'm sorry about that. I, 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 I just ruined your season. Whereas Ubre immediately right. panicked and was like, oh, my God, dude, are you OK? I, I didn't mean to do that. And like was right on top of him early. so And I think that says something about both of those players. And when I compared those two, it was mainly like guy going up to dunk and gets like kind of sideswiped on the arms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think Grayson Allen's had a second hit, though. I think there were like two arm swings in there in Grayson Allen's, if I remember. So probably worse. Both are terrifying plays. And, and you know, maybe it's so much easier for it to look in like Kelly Oubre's case, like, you know, like a dirty foul when it's slowed down. I mean, it's very possible he was just trying to block the shot and it just got out of hand. So I don't, I'm not assuming a tent, intent or anything like that. No, I'm not saying that either. Well, Grayson Allen, you know, through college and earlier this, early in his well, yes. NBA career, he, he has, has a reputation. more reputation. Whereas, and he, and he yep. literally was unapologetic. Whereas Ubre at least was like, oh my gosh, I just, I just hurt this kid. Right. And I feel horrible. So that, that was nice to, 
nice to see that at least nothing more terrifying as a hawks fan than seeing a play like that happen because deandre hunter possibly the catalyst to the hawks like finally turning their season around right. and a guy who has not been able to stay healthy consistently that was very unsettling yes and then matt also i think the bucks play the bulls fairly soon and that could be some must-see tv i think march 4th march 4th I was thought, I was thinking it was February fourth. It's March fourth okay. at Chicago. Stacy okay. King, TV analyst for the Bulls, is already talking a bunch of. That don't happen back in my day, son. No, it does not. It did not happen back in the nineties. We protect each other, and I was watching that pregame, and Stacy King's pretty fired up. I'm pretty sure he's got the Bulls fired up too. So that'll be fun, March fourth. I also comment to, to a friend, Steve, and I'm you as a diehard basketball fan from a past era. I'm sure you can comment on the fact that both of those probably would have been like common fouls in the 1980s both of those plays it's just like regular foul yeah <laughs> tackling a guy yeah and they would have got they would have like got up and like pointed at each other and that would have yeah. been it but yeah that i mean all you gotta do is look at the the kurt rambus the kurt rambus play to know to know what it used to be like and then also along the same lines in baseball you remember when nolan ryan yes had what's robin ventura robin yeah Ventura in a headlock and just punched him in his face like 30 times in a row. There's blood everywhere. Nolan Ryan stayed in to uh, finish that game. Unreal. Which is unbelievable. (laughs) Didn't even get thrown out. He stayed in and kept pitching. (laughs) Wow. On that note, we're out of here. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. Keep it tuned to the Roto World Player News page on NBC Sports Edge for updates on all these players and all the fantasy updates you need throughout the week. We're here on the podcast every weekday this week, as we are every week. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening and for watching live. And to Mr. Monday, thank you, sir. I will talk to you soon. We'll see you all Thursday at 2. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispie, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.